All of the newest episodes of Note to Self are now available on the Luminary Podcast app. It's free to download, and you can also listen to other podcasts from WNYC Studios like Radiolab, Two Dope Queens, Snap Judgment, Here's the Thing with Alec Baldwin, and others. Luminary Premium is the only place where you can enjoy the entire new season of Note to Self, plus new original podcasts you won't find anywhere else from Trevor Noah, Roxanne Gay, Guy Raz, Lena Dunham, and many more. And you can enjoy them ad-free. Start your free trial by going to luminary.link slash note to self or download the Luminary app for free. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Hello, friend. This is an episode of Note to Self, but from when we used to be called New Tech City. Same good content, just the old name. Enjoy. From WNYC, this is New Tech City, where digital gets personal. I'm Anoush Samarodi, and I have kind of a sore throat, so hopefully you just think it's sexy. Work with me. This week, watching TV is complicated. Let's use House of Cards as an example. First of all, it's on Netflix. Have you hooked it up to your TV, or are you just slumming it with your laptop like I am? Secondly, are you using your own account? No? Yeah, well, 46% of Americans stream using shared passwords, says Consumer Reports. How we get our video these days is often ethically ambiguous. So as consumers, watchers, how do we make sure we click play, not just affordably, but with a guilt-free conscience? Later, we're going to talk to the stars and makers of the online show High Maintenance about what passes their smell test when it comes to morally righteous viewing. But right now, I want to introduce my friend and colleague, Irva Gunja. Hey, Manoush. Irva is a senior producer at WNYC's daily news show, The Takeaway, but she's got a side passion project. I sound like Carol King now. And her side passion project is called The Streamstress. And this is where she reviews and thinks about how to watch the best online video. Yeah, I mean, beyond what we watch, there's so many questions about how we watch it and then how should we actually get access to that content. There are so many services out there now. There's Netflix. There's Amazon Instant Video. There's Hulu. There's Vimeo. There's this new service called Acorn. There are so many, so many services. So it's what do you subscribe to and what do you pay for? I think that's the big question. (laughs) Or steal is what you mean. Or steal. And when is it okay to steal content and when is it just bad to steal content? When should we be supporting the artists and the creators of these things that we love so much and love to binge watch. Tell me what you are watching these days and how you're watching it. Well, Manish, I have no cable. I've gone cable-free for about three years now. So it's me and my Roku. And on my Roku, I've got... And just in case people don't know, Roku, what is it? It's the hardware we're talking about here. So that's the that's the little box that I have connected to my television. And through Roku, I have access to all these different channels. So that includes Netflix. That includes Amazon. That includes Vimeo and Hulu. ESPN is one of my channels. So I'm watching a lot right now on Amazon. Amazon, to me, is the best content creator. So most of my shows right now are Which on Which is crazy. Am- I mean, Amazon, it's good for delivering my, like, you know – my garbage bags, but also like my favorite show that I just that happened so fast. I sorry, it did happen so fast. Yeah, I would say that Transparent was the big show of 2014. That was a show that kind of took everyone by surprise and showed people that Amazon was a really, really important player in the game of content creation. I mean, I have to say the TV rarely gets turned on in our house, or at least certainly not as often as it used to. 
particularly since you recently introduced me to a new show that, oh, I love it. It's so good. High Maintenance. Oh, I'm so happy to hear it. Thank you for that. Explain. High Maintenance is a series of webisodes. They're just a couple of minutes long, sometimes eight, nine, ten minutes long, and they tell stories of different types of New Yorkers just trying to make it through their days. And the thing that they all have in common is they all share the same weed dealer. I'm sorry, what? I was just saying that at uh, your boss, Quinn, there's a lot of pharmaceuticals going on, and she probably needs to smoke weed, right? I'm Quinn, and I'm not really sure why you're reading my prescription labels. Shit, I'm so sorry. No, I'm a little uncomfortable because this is my first time doing this and I was expecting like a more professional experience. Like when the guy who, I don't know, delivers my pad thai comes, he doesn't inventory my most personal belongings. totally invaded your personal space. Um, Let's let's just just get your boss a weed. That got got a little weird and I apologize. Uh, She makes me crazy. I am so excited because I have Ben Sinclair, co-creator and star of High Maintenance, and also editor. And writer and director. All those things. So many hats. Katja Blichfeld, who's also co-creator and casting director of High Maintenance. Uh, we, For those who maybe are also... also writer-director, th- too. Writer-director, too. Yeah. And also former casting director of 30 Rock, right? That's true. Okay. So, Katja, I read that the reason why you guys sort of started doing this was because you felt that Ben wasn't getting the parts that he deserved. That was a big impetus for it, I think. It wasn't the only one, but I think that might have been a jumping off point. I mean, the jumping off point really was that we wanted to work together. And And smoking weed together? Sure. Sure, sure, if we're being honest. Just so listeners know, you are a couple. Mm -hmm. We are. We're a married married couple. Married couple. Four years. Congratulations. Thank you. So I feel like you're changing what's possible on TV in all these different ways. Whoa. How long your episodes are. There's no set prescription for how long they are. For um, the fact that each one is self-contained. There are only a couple of recurring characters here and there. Can you guys talk a little bit more about just the frame of mind that you guys took when you thought, we're going to create content. It's not really TV content, though. A lot of it came out of constraints and and limitations that we had when we started, mostly of the budgetary variety. We didn't have any money, really, when we started. We were self-financing, and and the first several episodes really just cost a few hundred dollars. And we can get into small, authentic, non-disturbed apartments and fit. Yeah, we shoot in residences that that people actively are living in. And that, I think, just by not touching what is real... Uh, we are able to capture some of the things that we that really draw us into our show, which is like an actor stumbling over a line before they, you know, like I like real human behavior or, or dust or cord, on the mantle, cords coming out of Cor- the walls, mm-hmm. things like that that tend to get uh, tidied up when you get into a, a high budget film setting. It just seems like it, it was it's it's a f- more free to just let things be, as Ben's describing. So let's hear something. What do you want to play first? Let's play the Ruth cut. This is my personal favorite episode of the series. And I think – or the cycles, excuse me. And I think (laughs) – I keep thinking you're talking about your period when you say that. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And one of the things I love so much about High Maintenance is just the episodes are short. But you bring us in. You connect us with these characters so quickly. A lot of the episodes are funny. They're all funny. But some of them are so serious and they're so – they're just so deeply psychologically meaningful, I think. This is my favorite one from Ruth. No, I had stomach cancer last year. Oh, wow. 
Stomach cancer, that's big. You okay? You're pretending like you don't know. I don't know. Our weed guy texted me and said that he told you. Yeah, he did. He did. Do you have a problem with that? No, it's not a problem. It's not a problem. So why are you pretending like you don't know? Well, because I don't know. I don't know, and it's it's none of my business. I'm just I'm just trying to be respectful. Well, would you like it to be your business? Sure. It's a really, really touching. Whoa, I f- I had a totally different. I'm a little misty right now. I had a totally different experience <laughs> just listening to that and listening to all the pauses there because you know I'm only experiencing this as a visual point. Yeah, at, we're always at looking certain, at their faces. Yeah, I'm in just the looking editing at their faces. bay. <laughs> but man, that is way more potent than I thought it was before. Uh, just listening to that. Wow. Yeah, those actors cool. are great. Yeah, those and were really. We should great also actors. mention that. Um, Milk and scrotum. <laughs> this. Pretty soon after this clip, actually. I, I cut the sweetness with something. Yeah. <laughs> Can't get too sappy. What are, what are you actually smoking, may I ask, on set? Chillax that has wood botany, lobelia, mugwort, uh, catnip. And, catnip? Yeah, uh-huh. It, you know, it does have a calming effect. It is called chillax, but it's not a narcotic chillax. It's like... Uh, Oh, I might be dizzy or I might just be okay. You know, that kind of feeling. <laughs> yes, that's what's being smoked. And then we have uh, prop marijuana that is totally different, which is n- not smokable. It's made of cotton and glue and various kitchen herbs, really. I'm going to throw a quote at you, Katya. So you're in the New York Times quoted as saying the psychology behind all this is what's interesting to you. We haven't experienced pushback yet, but there have been murmurings of people complaining about having to pay now. Yes. And the murmurings are happening still. Less and less, though, More I More of a like. murmur than a shout, though. Yeah, definitely. The psychology behind it is interesting. We talk about it all the time, especially since releasing uh, these episodes behind the paywall. You know, it doesn't seem like people have a problem paying upwards of $100 to go see a Broadway show. You know, also a production where there's a lot of work that goes into it and a lot of blood, sweat, and tears and that kind of thing. you can't sort of scale like you can with a big network show, right? right? You sort of have to accept the fact that it's going to be this niche audience who, yes, I think it's $7.95. I remember when I went onto Vimeo to buy a series, I was like – Oh, shit, what is my Vimeo password? I know I have one. And then yeah. it was like, do you want to use PayPal? I was like, sure. And then, oh, my credit card had expired oh on God, PayPal. Man. I know. Like, I feel there was pain. a point. There was a moment. Like, if a kid had been called me, gone. I was out of there. Yeah. yeah. But I followed through, and I'm glad I did. But there, there are these, like, touch points where if you don't grab people, you've lost them, right? I'll tell you, the coolest part about this deal is that we own the work. It's the best part about it. This experience is frustrating now, but Vimeo is growing as a company. They are going to get their hands around a subscription-based service, which will not be so a la carte-based. And also, I think it'll prove off, uh, prove in time to be a good move that we did. We're playing the long game because we want to own all of our bits. Uh, they, I, I, we, we had this pie-in-the-sky vision that people would be like, I don't want anyone telling me how to do my thing anymore. I just want the money and I just want a community to distribute it amongst. And here we go. I'll take a little less money to, to make that, that artistic freedom 
supported and come alive and create a network of people to do that. But let's say I might, let's say, you know, I have to admit, I've done this with my HBO Go password. Mm-hmm. Haven't we all? That, yeah. you know, my sister's like eh, emailing me, texting me at night, like, oh, what's your password? Yeah, sure, huh? sure. Sure. And, and is that the it. right thing to do? I don't know what the right thing to do is. I can only say that uh, people who like the show want us to make money from it. I want to ask, how do you guys watch stuff? Only online. Only streaming. We don't have. We haven't had cable for years. But we do. We open our wallets over and over again f- to buy season passes for things, and I think that was that something that made me feel less afraid about pursuing this model. I, I I can honestly say, if I came to a paywall, I would probably not take out my credit card. As a viewer, I would be like. Man, like this extra step is really a deterrent. So the fact that people are showing themselves as being above that is very much a surprise to me. And it was a leap of faith because – How many people can we ask? Probably around 35,000 in this next iteration, something like that. So you're curious, I'm assuming, to know if it's going to be less than when it was free. It is it less already than it is, is less. Free. It's probably – it's a big fraction. You know, and some people were upset. They're like, you're just like a drug dealer. You are uh, – <laughs> like you're getting us hooked and then you're making us pay. And we're <laughs> like, yeah, that's what we're doing. OK. So I'm going to do rapid fire questions to you guys. Moral – ethical quandaries and dilemmas should you watch something that has been pirated or BitTorrent or whatever you want to use Irva you go first I say no oh, yeah, I Got don't you. think so I don't want to tell anybody what to do ethically but <laughs> uh, I, I don't watch pirated stuff okay what if it was something that like you went over to a friend's house and they had already downloaded it uh, if I was in someone else's house I'd do it yeah, me too. If I wasn't the one responsible. Yeah, if it wasn't my computer being subject to the yeah. cedars and the leechers. Okay. Sharing passwords. We already know that I do yeah. that. I say, and this is my big message, is if you can get your own password for something, you should get your own password. Especially if you're ready, getting rid of cable, get your own password, pay for it. The stuff that you can't get unless you have a cable subscription, steal. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I have ESPN on my Roku, and that's because we use my boyfriend's father's account. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that ethically. But Netflix, Amazon, I use my own. Gotcha. I agree. I agree. agree with that. That's a good one. Yeah. Okay. Um, forwarding through commercials. Let's go the other way. Ben? Yeah. Big time. I oh. mean, I just think that commercials are over. The worst. Uh, yeah. As I have said, I really hate commercials. And when I am subject to them, I press mute. Definitely forward. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting until it goes free. Waiting until it goes free. So, for example, like somebody loves high maintenance and they're like, oh, but they have a paywall. Dude, come on. I'm just going to wait for a year until I can watch them. I don't have to pay. Yeah, wait. Go for it. (laughs) You can wait. Yeah, why not? (laughs) Yeah, I agree. If you can wait, wait. Okay. This is good. Or have a viewing party with your friends. That's that's actually what we keep saying. When the beginning, when people were complaining, we're like, well, why don't you all pitch in a dollar? I feel like it's not the money. It's not the money. It's the the process. It's the effort. But one person in that group will, like, I'm I'm that person that will take out my credit card and punch in the numbers and all of that. This is true, Ben? Yeah, pretty much. Katya, I'm I'm... I'm a scrappy guy. I don't like to open my wallet for anything. I like I, that you call it scrappy. That's cute. I'm shrewd. I'm stingy? shrewd. I'm stingy. <laughs> I'm a miser. Not till I got together with Katya did I learn that it's okay to spend money. One more question for them? Yeah. Are you guys making good money doing this? No. No. 
Not at all. There's probably public school teachers who are doing better than we are. No, there are public school yeah, teachers. Yeah, not probably. They are. But we're having a much better time, I think. This is very much a long game. And uh, and we're really, uh, to be honest with you guys, the opportunities that we are receiving from having this show and putting it out there in the world are kind of invaluable. The people that we are meeting and the people we're making friends with, the, the opportunities that are coming into our lives far outweigh the monetary benefit that we could be reaping. And it feels like it is still possible, just not right this second. <laughs> can, I, can I also say, uh, maybe I'm going out on a limb here, that not making a lot of money, uh, there is something about being in touch with struggle that really feeds your work. Um, at least ours. At, at least ours. I think I, I'm always like, uh, like um, kind of cursing the situation of not having a lot of money and kind of being like, we deserve this or we deserve that. And then we're like, remember that? Write it down. Put it in an episode. <laughs> so we we get to latch on and meditate upon these frustrations that turn out to be kind of the thing that connect us with their audience in a lot of ways because yeah, it turns out our ideal is that you'll finish watching this show and you'll be like, you know, I can't believe they said that what I was feeling. I can't believe that, uh, that they know, or I can't believe I'm not alone rather. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a beautiful note to end on. <laughs> cool. Ben, Katya, thank you so much for coming in to see me and Irva at WNYC. Okay, so watching TV, not quite as simple as clicking an on and off button anymore, that's for sure. How do I support shows that I really like without wasting money on expensive packages that just line the fancy pockets of the fat cats in Hollywood? Should I make my siblings stop using my HBO Go password? I think that's the main question here. It's murky territory. Just so you know, we asked some of the most moral people that we know, including a rabbi, a priest, and an imam, to weigh in. You can find their answers on ethical television watching on our website, newtechcity.org. And we really want to know, what do you do? Tell us on Facebook, on Twitter, or in the comments section of this episode page. What's your position in the great password sharing debate? Irva's website, again, is The Streamstress, and we've got a link to that on our website and also to High Maintenance. And by the way, I just want to close with something that, I don't know, think of it as like the wrapper around a pack of cigarettes, right? There's new research that just came out at the University of Texas. They did a survey on a few hundred 18 to 29-year-olds, and they asked them, how often do they watch TV? You know, by TV, we mean just video content. How often do they watch? How often do they binge watch? And how often do they have feelings of loneliness, depression, and self-regulation deficiency? I guess if they have an addictive personality or something. So they found that the more lonely and depressed the study participants were, the more likely they were to binge watch TV. So, you know, you've watched an episode and Netflix is counting down 15, 14, 13. It's about to start the next episode. Should you shut down the laptop or just, oh, just stay there and hey, go with it? Close it. You know, this is, these are treats. They're to be enjoyed. Meet them out. 
It's like my health message for today. Okay. Thanks for listening to New Tech City. I'm Anoush. We have public radio playing in the background. A couple of oh, I know, I've heard. Yeah, yeah. it's like and you killed the mouse with the WMC tote bag. I'm (gasps) so glad you caught that. We made our own because we we couldn't find like the the one that I see everybody with with the squares on it or Mm -hmm. whatever.